0: And welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, I have an amazing guest today. Um, he is a techpreneur. Um, he is a CEO and founder of Revo Lancer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Carl Swanpole. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for
0: having me. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for actually. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, I know it's been a. Uh, tedious scheduling, and, and we're finally here, and um, I'm so intrigued to talk about and to learn uh, the development of Revolancer, which is your company. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so let's start off. I,
1: What's Revolancer? Sure. Um, so essentially, we are a freelancing platform that's all about um, helping freelancers get started, and our kind of big mission statement um, is giving freedom back to freelancers. Because for such a long time, in my view, the freelancing industry has not only been unfair but also antiquated. So we're looking to bring that into the 21st century and just make things better for freelancers overall.
0: That's 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 awesome. I I I agree with you in the sense that you know i i uh doing this show, I've met a lot of freelancers in writing, you know, graphic designing and, and a lot of aspect and... I feel that there's always a a a brick wall where they're not letting them
1: reach their full potential. Yeah, absolutely. Um I I think that unfortunately a lot of stuff in the industry is working against them. Um I in my view uh lots of the large freelancing platforms are are not really helping freelancers. So, you know, that's where I think we we need to put freelancers first because ultimately by mm-hmm. uh, really empowering and helping freelancers level up um, that way we give the best product, you know, to the businesses that are looking to hire them. So I think that's a kind of an obvious philosophy to me for some reason. I, you know, it hasn't been for, for the largest platforms out there. So that's the change we're looking to make. I like that. I like that. What didn't, what inspired you? What, what, what was the moment that
0: you say, Hey, you told yourself, right. That, Hey, I'm I need to do this. I'm, I need to start. What inspired you?
1: Sure. Well, I started freelancing myself when I was thirteen. Um, wow. This this was ten years ago. So but it, back then, I, you know, was on for other freelancing platforms. Was so um, kind of pissed off by them. Thought they were so oh. outdated. Back then, that I was like, oh, I'm going to start my own freelancing platform. So when I was fifteen, I started my own freelancing platform. Um, Ended up having to sell it because um, I was under 18 and PayPal wouldn't uh, let me have an account. They kept locking my accounts. (laughs) I couldn't unlock them. Um, And then basically, you know, I moved a bit further away from freelancing, uh, started a small agency, went to university. And then halfway through my final year, we were in a COVID lockdown and I I knew I wanted to start a business. And I was looking back at these freelancing platforms that I had decided were antiquated, you know, like eight years before then and realized they hadn't changed anything, you know, which absolutely blew my mind. So I thought, you know, now is now I'm older than 18, so I can actually, <laughs> you know, I actually start this business properly. Um, so I decided to, to go for it. And now it's been 10 years, you know, two years since Ravelancer launched. We've got well over 20,000 users on, on the platform right now. And these large platforms have still not changed. So you know we're on a we're on a journey, still in the early stages, but hopefully at some point we make a positive difference in this industry. Mm, that's that's
0: amazing. What, what what intrigues me the most is that at a, yet at a such young age you were able to develop this this idea, right this 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 vision, and and we're in
1: today's society we lack that. Well. I've kind of always, I've always had this thing inside of me where whenever I see something, I try and think of ways to make it better. And also, you know, if I'm being asked to do something that bores me or I don't find interesting or don't see a purpose (laughs) in, then I find it impossible Hmm. to to do it. Um, So I've always been that way growing up. It made um, school a horrible kind of you know experience where it just really wasn't for me um the same thing with university but to us to a smaller degree because there's a lot more freedom and and i think purpose to what you do there in my opinion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but i think you know how i am it would would make me and not a great employee in in most cases but your I think boss it makes your me... boss get... oh i think it makes me a good entrepreneur yeah, so. yes yes yeah
0: I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, it's it's ironic that, I've, you know, you, you speak and it reminds me of me when I was going to school. I, I just couldn't, you know, I didn't have the passion to understand or learn what they were giving me. But, yeah, as soon as I, you know, started, you know, I graduated, I, I started paving my own way and finding things that interested them in me, right? It just clicked. Everything just clicked. So I got it, man. Kudos to you. Um, what, uh, what do you, what is, what is one problem you think, or in your opinion, right, um, that these platforms are are having that needs to be changed, needs to be updated, needs to be, needs to be, you know, evol- evolutionized, as one would say.
1: Yeah, sure. So essentially with these large platforms, there are two problems that are completely linked to one another. The first problem is that they charge the freelancer a commission fee on every transaction. And it tends to be quite big. Like in the case of one of the very large platforms, it's about 25%, 20% to the uh, freelancer and 5% to the client. Wow. So at that point, if you're paying you know, $1,050 for a service and the freelancer is getting 800, can you really expect to get what you paid for? And if so, is the freelancer maybe you know getting underpaid and and overworked um and so that's problem number one and problem number two that's very tightly linked to that is they know that's not a fair way of doing things because you know they see that people will try and communicate outside of the platform to avoid paying that fee so these large platforms stop people from talking outside of the platform so you can't exchange contact details you can't video call can't do anything like this Um, and I think, especially post in a in a you know during COVID and now post pandemic uh, mm-hmm. kind of world of remote work as well, video calling um, is now such an essential part of it. And these large freelancing platforms, their whole revenue models of these large publicly traded companies is fundamentally reliant on um, charging a commission fee. You know, which means that you can't allow video calling, so they're so yeah. antiquated. And this, you know, and you can't even email people or talk to them on Slack or WhatsApp or anywhere. Um, so those are the two core problems that are so t- tightly linked and they are so reliant on those for their business model that I don't think it's particularly possible for them to even change that at this point point. Um, and they also haven't and changed that in 15-20 years for one of these platforms
0: no I agree yeah it's um, especially after the pandemic everything I, I feel that everything is, is the goal is to monetize everything right so like it's take example Microsoft at one point Microsoft was free
1: yeah
0: it, it, it you know down free download install into it, into your whatever user interface you have and it's free now it's a monthly subscription you know now in order for you to have it you need to have a uh, permit or prescription or something and where businesses you know depend on uh, those you know spreadsheets you know you know word docs or whatever you call it um and it's it's making it very difficult especially for uh future and now becoming entrepreneurs because we need these tools yeah what absolutely. what what is you know what is one thing you can say from your your um you know rural different from these other you know well established right you know already established corporation businesses
1: yeah, well, I mean, it's, it basically comes down to we solve those two problems, but the first one we solve, you know, so the commission fee problem we solve by not charging a commission fee. And then that means we don't fall into the trap of having to police and like block how people communicate. So people can video call, talk off platform, anything, you know, it's absolutely fine. And they don't pay a commission fee. And then on top of that, um, other large freelancing platforms are extremely transactional Whereas we are, are actually a lot more community driven and kind of get freelancers to help one another as, as well and kind of get support from other freelancers, get inspired by other freelancers portfolios, that sort of thing. So we're really kind of, you know, freelancer first. And like I said before, I think that's how actually you provide the best service to the clients as well by, you know, um, prioritizing the supply. Mm, I like it because it's
0: like you're selling unity and community, rather than, yeah. you know, already a, 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 a business that's a corporation already became a corporation, right? That's already established. They're they're selling you tools, but yet they want to charge you for these tools. So, yeah. they, you know, they're not selling unity. They're selling you uh, uh, an application that you need. You know, it's it's that essential, uh, you know, business modeling where like, create a problem and we're the solution yeah <laughs> you know yeah, and absolutely. and yours is more you know you want the problem is that we're not united and 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 only when we' stand united we can create a better platform and assist one another yeah, I like it absolutely I like it I like it I, I think uh this is uh the next you know revolution you know up and coming well, that's, that's my aim. That's our aim. Yes. Um, how long did you, how long did it take you to, you know, develop this, you know, how long did it take you to develop a uh, real answer? Like just an idea uh, on mm-hmm. what
1: you wanted. Well, I mean, it's, it's still going and it's been nearly two and a half years now. And I think, you know, it's still really kind of developing um, all, all the time. Um, but you know, for me, I, I, think it kind of started longer ago because I would never have started this business if I wasn't a freelancer myself. Um, if Mm -hmm. I hadn't previously, I don't think I would have gotten as far if I hadn't previously built and sold a freelancing marketplace. Um, so yeah, I think ultimately, you know, it's been kind of slowly being developed for a very long time. Um, but then in terms of actually building the platform, it only took a couple months. But that's because of the experience I had. I'm connecting with a re- really great co-founder um, who's our CTO who, who built the first version of the platform. Got it, got it. And are you do, are you solely owner or do you have any partners? Um no. So I'm not I, I have two co founders. Um we have, you know, advisors and employees who own share options and then investors as well who who own a part. Nice, nice. So you're 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 really
0: doing it. How satisfied does it feel to to accomplish your vision?
1: Well, I I mean, my first kind of interesting question is: I think there's still a long way to go. You know, I want to permanently change the whole freelancing space for the better, and finally, because I think it's a long overdue. Um, but it does feel very satisfying. You know how how far we've been able to come already in a in a relatively short period of time, and you know, more more than twenty thousand freelancers. Uh, really benefit from using Revolence already. And, you know, while I think there are a lot more freelancers out there who could benefit from it, that's not a small number, Um, you know, and we're already helping a lot lot of people, which is something I'm really proud of. What kind of, what kind of uh, freelancer
0: workers can we find
1: on your platform? So it's basically uh, any kind of service that can be done remotely and benefit a small business. Um, So, you know, graphic design, web development, media marketing, copywriting, um, bookkeeping, all and everything in between. Got it. That's that's good.
0: Um, is it only because I, I know I'm in America. You're in the UK. I'm right? in Wales, yeah, in okay. UK, yeah.
1: Is your has your platform reached over here overseas? Yes. Um, so we've been international for quite a while. In fact, um our largest User cohort is from the states. The um, second officer from Canada. Oh, that's nice! Congrats, congrats! That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, you won. You won. An, I want. I want you to. I wanted to ask you. You won this award, right? You won uh, the S SFC Capital after winning Asper's. I can't pronounce the university startup competition and engineering business following grant. How was? Talk to me about that experience.
1: Sure. Because, so, because
0: a lot of people talk about starting a startup, but they really don't know the fundamental, uh, the structure
1: you need to start a startup. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the uh, Inventor Prize competition, that is a startup competition hosted by the university that I went to. Um, so that is where you can win um, basically a bit of startup capital I um, in the grand scheme of things with business it's not a huge startup budget but for a student it is an enormous startup budget so you know the, the main prize is ten thousand pounds and there are a few extra prizes of a, a, few, a few thousand pounds each um so i i entered that with revel be- you know a few months before we launched the platform and it was still at an, kind of an idea stage um i won both of the main prizes um you know very fortunately so thirteen thousand pounds in total kind of used that to just get the you know, platform developed went all the way up to our pre-seed round which was led by SFC Capital who's a, a venture capital investor based in London um, and then the engineers in business grant that was one of the other prizes in the competition and then um, we went on to the final the, na- the national finals for the engineers in business competition which was hosted in London a few months kind of after our uh, you know after we won that initial competition but these kind of startup competitions are a really great way to get started. Um, I think it played a huge role in us being able to raise a much larger funding round, you know, for, you know, just within a few months after that essentially. Um, And it's sometimes, you know, it's it's a great way to kind of develop your idea, practice pitching, um, develop great contacts, even if you don't win the competition, it's, it's it's definitely worth going for these things. Yeah. Definitely. Great form of networking and, and, you know, sharing your product.
0: Now, is yeah. uh, is is your is it an app? Is it a website?
1: Like if, if... so, it's it's a website, um dot com, um, and and we are planning to launch apps in in the future as well. Oh, that's great!
0: That's great. So you know, slowly but surely, it's it's, it's incorporating and and you know, growing. I like that. What are, what are some. What is some advice you can give to future entrepreneurs that have that same ambition and vision you had to, you know, in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can say lots of things. I'd say um a very key thing is to just not give up. And I think that comes down to understanding that un- entrepreneurs tend to think about failure and risk very differently to most people and how you know we're kind of in many cases brought up to think about those those two concepts um so the way I think about risk and failure so you know let's take risk first of all um ultimately you you kind of have to you know I, I think oftentimes you know some so you, you might think well starting a business that's risky. And I would rather take the safe option of not starting a business because a there's less risk. Getting nine to five, working for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's how how most people would approach it. However, choosing not to try it is in and of itself a decision as well, and it carries risk. So the risk you take by not trying is it's an opportunity cost. You miss out on. You know, what could your life have been like if you had actually started the business? And, you know, um, in kind of listening to what a lot, lot of people who are, you know, much, much older than I had to kind of say about regrets, it really, tend you know, we tend to regret the things that we, we didn't do much more so than the things we did do and that maybe didn't go to plan. Um, so I think if, you know, if any part of you wants to start a business and give that a shot, then definitely go for it it's especially so, you know, if, you know, the other way you have to think about it is, it's like, you know, okay. You know, failing is, it's scary, but really just thinking about it purely like logically, what's the worst thing that can happen. So, you know, maybe you start the business, it doesn't work out. Maybe you like go into a bit of debt for a month or two while you find a job and then, you know, you're okay again. Of course it could, it could be worse, but you know, there's mm-hmm. also like, you've got to I mean, take a calculated risk. When you're starting um, a
0: business, because I, 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 I run a real estate business. Me and my wife is my partner. I got my media business. I have a t-shirt printing business and and other businesses that I'm continuing to evolve. That is it's always gonna be there, right? That failure, it's it's all setting a mindset, right? If you know
1: yeah.
0: I don't I, I don't know the mentality over there, but here, you know, growing the mentality of failure is something wrong, something bad. But only through failure we can learn from our mistakes you know you know you don't take here you say you'll take l you don't take l you you know you take a lesson
1: yeah a, a failure is a is a learning opportunity that's absolutely you know that's how I think people should think about failing like you have to fail a bunch of times to kind of earn the right to be successful that doesn't mean you that you know everyone always has to fail a few times before they're successful people might get lucky but i i would rather have failed a few times than really understand what i'm doing be successful because then i can replicate it if i just get lucky with the first thing i try and i'm successful with it then i don't know how i can't replicate that so i think it's it's really it's a, it's a rite of passage you learn so much from it um and you know and i think if i had yeah i mean i've failed with a lot of things that i tried growing up like trying to start various different businesses and online projects um if i had given up then you know, I wouldn't have eventually hit something that's, that's doing quite well. So yeah, it's, you know, like, don't give up, keep trying, rethink about, you know, how you think about failure and risk. I'd say that's a real kind of key piece of advice. Yes. Yes. 100%.
0: Now to one entrepreneur, to another entrepreneur, I understand the, the highly stressed environment, we can tend to create around ourselves, you know, from financial to, uh, uh, a little promotion that didn't go your way in creating. Right. Cause there's so many roles we play, you know, what do you do to, to decompress to, to when you're stressed out to get that, that stress away?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and this is, it's a really good question. It's something that I've gotten progressively better at over time. Um, I'd say, it's, well, first of all, it's really important to compartmentalize stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, you know, if, even if you can, um, if you're working from home, like have a specific room, if that's possible, where that's just your work room, And the second you leave that, you're mm-hmm. not working, um, that can be really good. So not like combining where you like, you know, have leisure time, sleep, eat, work, Mm -hmm. or like that just messes with your productivity and then with your mind, you know, when you're not working, Um, definitely been there. Um, I'd say one thing that's really helped me is because I I think one of the things with like stressing ourselves out is you're always thinking like, oh, I could do this one extra thing and I could do this extra thing and so on. But ultimately, um, and I'm the kind of person who will do that if I don't stop myself. Um, And the best way I've come up with to limit myself and not burn myself out that way is understanding that uh, starting and running a business is a marathon, not a sprint. And the key thing there is that when you run a marathon, you will pretty much for the whole race, like for the whole run, you have to on purpose run slower than you actually can in order to make it's the whole way, you know, like over time. Um, And the same thing is absolutely true in business as well. So quit while you're ahead, you know, if you've had a really solid day um, with lots of wins, you know, like, and then you think, oh, I'm going to like work the evening as well now, unless you have to, don't, you know, like reward yourself, take some time off, go for a walk, go for like a nice meal out or something Um, that doing that consistently over time can really, yeah, just, make sure that you, you don't burn out and kind of get too stressed see that's that's
0: a beautiful subtle way i i, I practice jiu that's why I, that's why <laughs> I, I decompress the most right i enjoy it but yes i think um it's very important i agree with you it's very important to take almost a step back and we you know take a breather you know let let whatever you've going through whatever you have done digest you know don't you know force yourself to continue something, you know that you're burned out. You're tapped out. Yeah, that's very important. Well, now, was it was it very was it difficult for you to when somebody asks you what's your business about? Was it difficult to describe your vision to
1: somebody so they could yeah, believe I mean, in what you're doing? It, yeah, it certainly can be. Um, you know, I, I mean, what we I think what we're looking to do most people don't necessarily understand the, the freelancing world very well um but i think i have you know quite a simple way of explaining it now but it's definitely something that i've worked on um you know and i'd implore anyone to work on their kind of elevator pitch and just really refine that because i think that's a big issue uh sometimes with entrepreneurs if you ask them what's what's your idea what's your vision will give you a very like passionate like kind of long speech but at the end of it you're completely confused. I've no idea what's going on. So just like getting it down to something really, really simple that you can, you know, cl- clearly understand. Um, it's important.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, sometimes, you know, because I'm, I'm constantly, constantly speaking to entrepreneurs, you know, future business owner, up and coming business owner. And I ask them, can you explain it to an eight year old, yeah. if you're an eight and if uh eight year old
1: can understand it that's a goldmine. yeah absolutely and it also means you actually understand it that's a you know a great test to make sh- if you can like explain something complicated to a kid then you mm-hmm. understand it well so right. good test for that
0: now we we you know we're in 2023 right um and we're we're you know constantly getting updated you know via media and uh, you know tech world as one will say right ai is a big um up and coming factor mm-hmm. for, for someone as yourself you know putting your business aside um and and someone that's you know besides this business you're, you 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 seems like you're a very passionate person they're gonna you know create continue to create other as well do you think you know we as business
1: owners uh, and are, should be worried in regards of AI? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So just for um, reference as well, the de- my university degree is in AI and robotics, so I wouldn't call myself like a, a expert. leading expert on the topic, but you know, like I, I probably know more more than most people about it. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'd say like yes, I think there are reasons to worry, but not not so much what the media is kind of currently reporting. I think a lot of the current concerns are overblown. I think um, how good chat GPT is and how effective it really is, is currently overblown. Like it's incredibly good for some things, but ultimately you still need a human giving it the prompts and also checking the output because there are so many examples of where it just makes stuff up. And ultimately that's because it's, It's not a sort of conscious, sentient, thinking thing. It's just really, really good predictive text that's been trained on five million web pages. Um, But that being said, I think that automation uh, over time is a really, really scary thing for what it you know means for the for the just for for really everyone on you know Mm -hmm. on the planet. And I don't think there are good answers to, you know, as more and more jobs start getting automated and there are more and more people who just are not capable of doing anything uh, more efficiently or sort of cheaper than a machine can. Mm -hmm. Then what do we do? I don't think there's currently a good answer.
0: No, I agree. I I agree 100% with you. And I asked because I I did my research on your background, right? Because I consider myself a journalist, right? So, if I have now this product, and where we can, you know, manipulate and it will create articles and gather information for. It. So, what is you know
1: what is my service good for? Well, you know, you are the. Well, I mean, yes, Ch- Chat GPT can write faster than you. Probably make less grammatical errors than, than <laughs> you over time, um, and, and any human. But that being said, um, what it outputs isn't necessarily of good quality. Um, like, like you know, a good example is um, uh, someone got ChatGPT to take a specialist uh, medical doc- doctor exam, and basically there were three questions where you had where you have to you get a list of symptoms, and then you have to diagnose what condition you you think they have based on those symptoms. Um, then ChatGPT, you know, tried that, got the first question correct. Second question got wrong, just, you know, kind of gave the wrong um, diagnosis. Then the third question, it made up a condition. It like, you know, made up its, <laughs> uh, its own condition, like with symptoms, it gave it a name and then said the person has this, just completely fabricated it. So, you know, I mean, that would absolutely terrify me if, if you, you know, tried to replace a journalist with, with something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and this is why...
0: This is why I, I get excited in moments like this because you said a key word, quality. And then when we began the interview, you said quality again. This is why it's so important. Your business, your, your, your company's, uh, it's so important because the quality. We're missing that. And yeah. quality, only a human being can give you that because it, it, they care for their craft. And we're, you know, you take these, I'm not. I'm not even going to mention other platforms and where they're focusing on monetizing and where, like you said earlier, the the platform will take twenty percent and then the freelancer will take five percent. You're Whoa. not getting. You're, you're not getting valuable quality because if you're charging more for a platform rather than somebody's work, knowledge, experience, dedication, then what are we
1: doing? it doesn't, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's insane.
0: I think, I think River Lancer is it's, it's the way to go.
1: Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm still looking to solve the, you know, problems I had as a freelancer 10 years ago. So, and now I found out that many other people that experienced similar things, um, but yeah, I mean, we're as a company, um, most of our team have freelanced in the past, so we're really driven to actually, you know, improve things rather than just spotting an opportunity and trying to make a, a quick buck or something. No, and that's you know that's
0: that's genuine progress because you're you're you know one of the, you know great investors they they define their investment on how they can help the public, the people. Once they determine. Mm you know, that, then they invest in those things. And the outcome is, is tremendous because your goal was never not to make a profit. Your goal was to change the world,
1: help people for the better. And, and you know, and funnily enough, that can sometimes also be the most profitable way. Maybe not not like making a quick buck in the, the short term, but long term, like actually really providing value to many people. You know that's ultimately, I, I think, going to be the most profitable thing too. I think so, that's important. I believe yeah, that's important. Do, you do the right thing and get rewarded.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, oh man, it, it's so, um, God, it's it's this is the world that there it's becoming right. Everything is profit, you know. And when you're trying to profit, oftentimes you you over manufacture. So now you you over manufacture. You have uh you have these buildings full with items that people don't need. Yeah. So how we can make money them. We set them for a lower price. And this is where you you like I'm not sure over there, but over here we get, you know, Dollar Tree, uh, Dollar General, 99 cent stores. And we're we're trying to make uh uh a profit out of something that, that we thought it was gonna be the big next thing. Yeah. And yeah and we focus on what can help our society. What can, what can we contribute as considered to be an asset to the progress of humankind?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, for for me, at least it's really important to me to do something that I see purpose in, like I said earlier, because otherwise I can't even concentrate on it on a basic level. Um, So that's really important to me. I think life is short. It's important to to actually do something that you see a, a reason in doing, especially if it's something risky like start, starting a business, then even if it fails, you know, at least you are driven every day to, you know, try and um, try and make it work. Now that's, that, that's
0: question. I know you got to go. Um, when starting a business, what advice can you, you, you give them on, you know, you know, a lot of people say business planning, you uh, the about, you got to know what your business is about, like, in and, and what way can you advise them to start structurizing as of now, before they start, you know, seeking funding or investing money? What should they have at hand?
1: So um, there's one thing that I think is incredibly important, which actually most of the time people don't think of, which is just at its core validating the idea definitely validate the idea long before you're writing any kind of um, comprehensive business plan or creating financial forecasts or anything like that. Um, And when it comes to validating the idea, you know, there are a lot, you know, it's actually a lot simpler than you think. Um, You know, like, let's say you want to start a platform that connects, you know, well, let's just say freelancers and small businesses, right? And then suddenly you think, oh, okay, that's a really big kind of development process, Gonna need, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe even millions in funding going to need to hire all these developers and, you know, like start thinking in that direction. That's com- completely, I think it's it's the obvious way to think, but it's the wrong way to think. I think the way to think is like, for, first of all, you know, who's going to want to use this on both sides? Then you can just go on Squarespace or something, put together like a really simple, like hacky drag and drop website that you just put together yourself with no prior experience and you just kind of reach out to freelancers and you get, I don't know, 10 of them to agree to be on this website. You put their their bios up there. You know, you have like a button that says contact me. And then if someone clicks the button, like or like hire me, someone click, clicks the button, they put in their email address, submit. You know, and then it just says, thanks, we'll let the freelancer know you contacted them or whatever it is. And basically you get 10 on there, you get, get that all set up. You know, it'll cost you like $20 a month or whatever with Squarespace. Then you take... Um, that website, and you just approach different businesses and say like, "Hey, can I help you with X? I've got a, these, you know, this great kind of network of freelancers. Here you go, here's the link. And you just you just try it. Like, which businesses are interested? Which freelancers are interested? Um, and you just really kind of identify that. And then, you, let's say you say, okay, now I've got fifty freelancers who want to be on this on this like listing page. Maybe even they each want to pay ten dollars a month to be on there. That could be like a bonus as well. Um, you know, you get. Each one of them, you connect with three businesses each month or two or what, whatever it is, um, you know, and and you know the businesses are, are willing to pay, you know, and then you just kind of, then you can kind of see okay, this is actually working, you know, like I know how to advertise it, I know people want it, and then you can take that to an investor, show that to them, then they, you know, hope, hopefully, but I think you'll have a much better shot of getting funding this way than not doing this. Um, But, you know, show them that, get funding, then build a better platform for it. You know, get those people and get more people on it and just scale up from there. Um, But really, that's the the best place to start. Because ultimately, like, you know, people are so random. And sometimes like thinking something makes sense to you and is logical can be your greatest enemy. Mm. Um, You really have to put that aside and just you, you have a hypothesis and you test it. And then you either validate it, or you know, you, you, know you, you kind of figure out that that's not correct, and then you change it, and you try something else, and just keep going until you find the right thing. And then when you've really identified the right thing, that's when you can start thinking about like investing heavily in it, or fundraising, or you know, like a really detailed business plan, or all this other stuff. Um, but that's really where I, I I think everyone should start. Boom, there
0: you go. I really think you should uh, come up with a course or something. You have the potential of teaching, which is. Not a, a lot of people teach, but a,
1: a lot of people don't know how to teach. Oh, thanks. Um, I mean, this is something which I, you know, I, I wish I realized sooner. But in speaking to um, some of the most successful people that I've been fortunate enough to meet, that's where I came up with this. Um, you know, it's not how I started the this business. It's how I wish I started this business, because um, I think we could have saved a lot of time and a lot of money by you know, doing that instead of building really big, fancy things, then realizing that's not the right thing, then building another big, fancy thing, you know, like just starting small and kind of testing on a small scale. Um So, yeah, I'd say that's just a, a really important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. I, I mean, despite of, you know, sometimes we
0: dwell on the time that has passed, right. And things we have done, but we need those times because it's, how we digest information and gain experience, and and fail and learn and keep trying and keep trying. With your story, you know you went through all this, you know, journey, but you've learned so much. You met so many people. You you've digested information where the normal pe- person doesn't have an access towards that information. You know, so you know we can't dwell over you know spoiled milk. We can no, absolutely we can, we can only continue. And like I take, I take enjoyment of failing and learning. And I Me think too. you too,
1: right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's ultimately it's it's all about the um, experiences. It's it's all about the journey because ultimately, you know, yes, we could yes. Hope, hopefully not, but you know, we could die tomorrow. So, or we could die next week. So ultimately, I think really important to enjoy what you're doing um that you know, you've got to like enjoy failing i don't know if anyone like actually enjoys failing <laughs> but if you turn it into like a positive learning yeah, yeah. experience then it can can be really positive
0: T- turn it into a lesson you know and only through then we can actually learn right exactly. um carl thank you for joining me. It's, it's been an honor and pleasure talking to you uh yet sitting here i've learned so much about business um, man, it's truly an honor. Uh, I predict with I predict within a couple of years, you know, you're gonna skyrocket. Just keep grinding, keep doing it. Uh, you're already doing it. You're you already already changing so many people's lives with, with your platform. Uh, thank you. Yeah,
1: um, cool. Thanks for having me. Really uh, it's, it. a, it's an honor. Um, before we go, please tell the people where they can find you at. Sure. Um, so if you want to check out Revel Answer, then just Google it or go to revelanswer.com. Um, if you want to reach me personally, then uh, probably LinkedIn is, is the best way. Boom. There you go, guys. Uh, do you have any social media handles? Um, well, I'm I'm Carl Swanable on, on LinkedIn. Uh, other than that, I'm, I don't really use social media. All right. Boom. Well, right, go check him out. Uh, you know, follow him on,
0: uh, on LinkedIn. Go support... Um, Carl, thank you for joining me one more time. Um, Have a good night, guys. I'm out.